Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. And you'll notice by the title in the the little image uh, that we're dipping into our vault today, and we are re-releasing an old episode. And there's a, there's a reason for that. Um, so the past couple weeks, um, it's been very very busy. Um, Jill and I had damage to our house done last year um and basically the repairs are finally getting done but that in itself has ended up taking longer than planned there's been some unplanned bonuses within that it's just it's fun times um (laughs) i can't complain too much because praise be to god i have a home um but there's been like last week i missed work entirely because we had a construction crew out here and you can't provide a private quiet atmosphere that a call center job requires when you've got a crew of dudes in the house banging putting up drywall tearing out stuff and blah 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 um and then just a bunch of other surprises and then work is super busy um these days so i'm i'm re-releasing because i want to have an episode out Um, I don't want to just not put something out. Um, I will say the schedule might be a bit wonky going forward. Um, just because as we're approaching summer, there's some things up in the air in July, uh, early July, Jill and I are going to Greece for a wedding. We'll be away for a week and a half or so. Uh, So there might be a point in July where we're just taking a break. Um, But if there's any further things, because as they're doing the repairs to the house, like I said, it's old home, they're finding things. So the schedule is just, it it went from, hey, even though it took a year, um, it went from, hey, we're going to get this all done in a week to, yeah, it's going to take a bit longer. So I'm just not sure... Uh, what my schedule is going to be like. I So I will be putting stuff out, but you might notice that it's a re-release of, of a From the Vault episode or something along those lines. I might do another OCR shorts compilation um, in the meantime, but it's, it, it's just kind of where we're at. Things have been hectic and up and down and mental health-wise and just life-wise all over the place lately. Um, so all that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's one that actually holds a dear place in my heart. Uh, it was the one of the first times I was a guest on somebody else's show. This was an episode I did with um, the amazing Bex from Redeemed Otaku. Um, and this episode really informed the, uh, the chapter that I would write for Faith and Fandom Volume 7, which I'm happy to plug because Hector the Awesome... Uh, from Faith and Fandom just dropped Volume 8, which is available now. I'm really excited to get my own copy. Um, I can't wait to see what he and the other guest authors dropped in this one. I love this series, so I'm really excited. So I just thought it'd be cool to share one where I can show some love to Bex. Um, as well, Bex is on a bit of a, a hiatus from podcasting, but she's been doing some great Pokemon card YouTube videos, um, so be sure to check out her YouTube channel, um, and also plug Faith and Fandom, 
because, hey, I got, I was blessed to be a part of volume seven. Um, and that later, <laughs> that later helped me in the process of getting blessed with the opportunity and not being a complete novice, um, contributing to the Fantastic 42. Um, and also I get to plug Faith and Fandom Volume 8, which I'm really excited to uh, to read. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane. I hope you're all being safe. If you can, keep me and my family and really everyone uh, in your prayers. If you're a believer and you're up in Canada, uh, and especially if you're in Ontario, keep the election in your prayers. And not just for the person you want to win, genuinely pray for everyone, whether or not you agree with them. <laughs> All that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take care and God bless my friends. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Redeemed Otaku, your mega evolving podcast for discussion and reviews on all things anime related from a Christian worldview. I am your gym leader host, Bex. And with me today, accepting his starter Pokemon, is Chris from One Cross Radio. <laughs> that was amazing. That was awesome. Welcome aboard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. <laughs> awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get to know you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yep. My name's Chris. I run the, uh, the podcast One Cross Radio uh, that focuses on... I say Christianity and pop culture, but I'm realizing we're slowly becoming more of a slice of life because I'll talk to my cousin in England about politics because, well, things are shambles over there, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I'll... Shambles everywhere, I think. Oh, it's yeah. shambles everywhere indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. And then talking to some both Christian and non-Christian friends when I have them on about their life experiences and, po um, and politics often comes up. Um but then I also do just love looking at movies. I've been a huge movie fan for my entire life. Um, yeah. Star Wars is like my first nerd love. Um, I'm going to get weirdly <laughs> sentimental. But my father, who passed away like right before I turned 12, mm -hmm. uh, he showed me the like the original trilogy of Star Wars was the first non-cartoon movies I ever saw. And oh, because wow. he loved them, it's a sentimental thing for me. Sure. So it's... Because of a love of Star Wars, it grew into a love of a lot of things nerdy. Um, yeah. And we were spoiled in the 90s with amazing cartoons. Everybody yeah. raves about the 80s. I'm like, your Transformers was a toy commercial. My Transformers, sure, it had rats farting and stuff, but there was a story there. <laughs> <laughs> we what? Got, yeah, no, no. Beast Wars was amazing. But uh, at points, because it is a kid's show, it's like, oh, farts. Um <laughs> But the story was, there was some really good story. Um, I mean, I remember watching Beast Wars, but I don't remember that. So yeah, maybe no. I wasn't as loyal as you. <laughs> well, I, I found it on YouTube and then I got, a uh, family member got it for me for uh, the DVDs for Christmas a couple of years ago. So mm -hmm. I instantly rewatched like the whole series. Um, oh, I'm that's like, funny. I was also, uh, I was out sick from work. So I'm like, I got plenty of time. Let's finish yeah. Beast Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got spoiled in the 90s, Spider-Man, the, sh the show, Batman, the animated series, Justice League, X-Men. It was a great yeah. time to be a nerd in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, not to the extent it is now where nerd isn't niche anymore. It is right. like the big thing. Yeah. Um, like, you know much more anime than I do. But in the 90s, it was like, you could name Dragon Ball Z, uh, Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. and Pokemon. 
And then mm-hmm. you kind of got Digimon and then Yu-Gi-Oh! But that was about it. That was like, yep. what's that? And then now yep. you're seeing so many references in so many things. Comics reference anime. Movies oh, yeah. reference anime. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I know it's a reference and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly and it's funny because the kids nowadays are that's what they're watching they are watching anime so there goes a cat (laughs) well and i really appreciated that point out um because you guys did a couple when you were a couple of panels at a con Mm -hmm. uh recently and i was listening to those episodes and Mm -hmm. when you you guys were pointing out the tropes and all that i'm like oh dang i've been watching anime tropes for years and i wasn't even watching the show yeah (laughs) i i I could only get so far into goku taking up like 14 episodes to charge up his kamehameha and i'm like i'm done (laughs) yeah i feel like yeah what i remember of dragon ball when it was syndicated on american television um i it's like I've watched multiple episodes, but they might have been the same episode because the exact same thing was happening in each of those episodes that I watched. Oh my. So, <laughs> so I, I got <laughs> I got really inspired um, it with when Faith and Fandom Volume Six uh, from Hector Hector Mire dropped. There was a chapter about learning the biblical principle of patience, and he was using the example of Dragon Ball Z. No way. And then, I'm going to have to check that out. I've, I've heard you mention that several times, and I yeah, have to check that out. It's I, I, I will always read those books. They're awesome. And then after that, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to give this another shot. And then I'd listen to it and watch it as I'm like making food or whatever. And there was one thing where it's like, the world's going to blow up in a minute. That lasted like 12 episodes. <laughs> The longest would, minute ever. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. It's just like, all right, I got to find the abridged version. I do not have the attention span for this. That's like the uh, series um, 24. Right. You know, like each hour was the hour of it, of what's happening in that 24 hours. Yeah. So it would be interesting to watch uh, Dragon Ball Z and kind of condense that one minute. into a minute and see what actually is occurring (laughs) like speed it up and be like here's your minute (laughs) yeah oh like i would i would love to see like dragon ball z or something where i'm all down for slow burns uh out of like the marvel netflix shows daredevil season one was amazing that's a great slow burn Mm -hmm. but still there's like later ones where it's like you're just filling the episodes you got like Take, I'm not as big a fan of Doctor Who as I used to be, but mm-hmm. I remember when I got into that, it's like, this is 12 episodes long. This is a short show mm-hmm. in comparison to American shows or North American general shows. And mm-hmm. I'm like, just do that. Just give me 12 or less digestible, like throw me the content. I don't always want filler. Sometimes yeah. I do, but yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we could keep going on that. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah, no, <laughs> forever. That, that that is like a separate five part podcast. That yeah, is our exactly 12, our twelve episode one minute things. Uh. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Get down, get down. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> since you are a professing Christian, yes, would you mind sharing with us your testimony? Absolutely. Um, so I came to faith when I was four and I say this in all love as much as a four year old can, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> come to faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it became my own, um, in my teens after 
uh, after my father passed away, I kind of walked away from the faith. Um, not in a woe is me way, but I've had a lot mm. of death in my life. Um, mm. I think at one point, like by the time I was like 15, I had been to something like almost 10 funerals. A lot of family had died. A lot of people I knew died. And then in my line of work, cause I'm a, I work in social ministry. Um, death is a reality in there, but, um, I, I always knew God was there and I knew God loved me. But at that time, uh, around the time of 12 or 13, I was like, I'm walking away. Um, yeah. I'm done. Like, I know you're here, but you, like, you're letting people die. Yeah. The heck with this. Yeah. Um, but God, I realized later, God never really left. He did let me go wander. Um, mm-hmm. But then a couple of years later, um, it is purely a God thing. And it's eventually led to the name of the podcast and the website. I met some people who were Christians at a random show by a band called One Cross. Um, They were playing at the old Edge 102 in downtown Toronto. And through meeting them, uh, them modeling Christ, I came back to faith. Um, Them being like them putting up with the goth metal kid who had like the giant, the giant friggin Afro, the (laughs) spiked bracelets, the skull rings, uh, the je- torn jeans on top of uh, torn jean shorts on top of jean pants, the giant biker chain, <laughs> like borderline homeless looking, like not knocking. It's people. I had people putting hats, changing my hat. If I was sitting down, I'm like, no, no, I'm not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> or always getting asked for drugs where I'm like, I'm not a drug dealer either. Um, <laughs> no. So through them, uh, God really pulled me back to him. I was baptized in uh, 2008 um, served at a church for a number of years, running, um, running youth drop-ins. And that's where also get like preaching the word to both church youth and non-church youth was was interesting because that's where I started to really reconcile my nerddom with Mm -hmm. my faith, where it's like, if I'm referencing something like I can organically toss in a walking dead reference and I'm not forcing it because I'm watching this like you guys Mm -hmm. are, here's a relatable point. Yeah. And then I've been blessed with a lot of great, uh, great friends who have been an accountability group, but also some who are super nerdy. Um, one of my buddies got me into Moon Knight and I was like, if you're into comics, I can get more into comics. <laughs> and then my buddy who's a pastor who's super into comics, um, like Steve, who's been on the, the podcast a lot, um, mm-hmm. him and I will talk this stuff till we're blue in the face. And that's been wonderful. And over the past couple of years, as I haven't been working in a church, but in social ministry, but government funded. So it's also social services, um, finding things like, like you guys at Redeemed Otaku or Hector from Faith and Fandom, where it's like, you can intersect your faith with your fandom or Mm. what you're into. And that's an avenue to engage people with has been awesome. So I've yeah. even been able to talk to people as they're talking about this and they're like, oh, you watch this? You're a Christian. Or it's like, I might not watch it, but here's a person who's got a really good shoulder on their heads with a good viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Check them out. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it's been, it's been interesting and fun. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, that, that gives us a little bit of what you do and who you are. So I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. In case our listeners haven't figured it out yet, what we're talking about is Pokemon! Yeah! Yay! Pocket Monsters! (laughs) (laughs) 
and I'm I'm so glad we're doing this one. Um, uh-huh. Pokemon isn't it's it was something I I really geeked out on as a kid because uh, yeah. I was I was in fifth grade then sixth grade when the mm-hmm. cards dropped then the Game Boy game dropped. I still remember mm-hmm. having the Game Boy where you had in North America it was Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue, but in Japan mm-hmm. it was Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green. And then mm-hmm. there was the show, and then they were like, oh, we're going to make an in-between one, Pokemon Yellow, that has some stuff that reflect the show. So yeah. you'll have Pikachu following you around, and Team Rocket Grunts will be Jesse and James instead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, had an interesting journey with Pokemon, because um, my brother was the big gamer so my younger brother was the big gamer so he had the game boy game um we started the collecting the cards and playing like battling each other yeah um so that was kind of cool we had we we enjoyed that and i actually still have some of my cards uh from back then nice yeah and what's funny is you know i was raised conservative fundamental baptist and uh (laughs) Me and my brother were already kind of on the verge of, oh, is this okay? We don't know if this is going to be acceptable or not. <laughs> um, and then they use the word, evo- you know, Evol- uh, they evolve. evolution. Yeah, yeah. And they evolve. And so we're like, oh, no, what if what if somebody hears us saying that my P- my Pikachu is evolving to Raichu, <laughs> you know? Um, so we, we, we took out the word evolve. And so when we played our card game, we used the word grow up. Nice, so nice. That's clever. Charmander grows up to Charmeleon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we were so scared, you know. We enjoyed it so much. We were, we just didn't want it to be uh, taken away from us, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I think definitely. That was pretty funny. And well, and that then, that's a creative way to get around it. Because uh, yeah, like when somebody, if someone's got a dead set in their mind, and I remember some of the attitudes at that time, mm-hmm. even yeah. because I encountered it like just last year, <laughs> I had to be like. No, this isn't bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. where it's like, you could, they're not going to sit and listen where, where you say Pikachu's going to evolve. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a thunderstone involved. They're yeah. not going to hear that point where it's like. There's this magic item. Oh, wait. No, not magic. Oh, no. Uh, you know, you got to come up with something else. Not magic. See, and that, yeah. that's yeah. where you can get the edge to Digimon because they're like, uh, it digivolved. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy yes. enough that it works. <laughs> it's a digital monster. Exactly. Digital. It's not real it's not real it's not yeah no it, it's got its own dimension that we go yeah. to instead exactly exactly <laughs> that's how you do it it's it's, oh, it's a man. narnia of pokemon kind of but right there you go narnia you just throw out narnia and they'll exactly. be like oh okay well uh, uh, unless they're extreme fundamentalists because then they're like oh no that's bad too yeah like, really? <laughs> anyways that's a whole separate oh, podcast <laughs> i know that's a whole nother topic i love i love my fundamentalist brethren though so yeah no no it, it, it's, it's coming from a place of love if it's yes if absolutely it's, if there's no love in the rebuke or even the like like joking then then yeah. we need our attitudes <laughs> yeah exactly exactly All right. Well, let's jump into this. I am going to read a quick synopsis that I wrote to bring our listeners up to speed. This is, uh, oh, we're reviewing Pokemon Origins, if I didn't say that. that. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's a good distinction. Uh, Pokemon the show, I'd say the regular show, that Mm -hmm. is the kid-friendly one. Not to say this one isn't child-watchable, because it is. Right. But this one is, I'd say this is the deep cut. Mm-hmm. This is the deep cut one because it's mm-hmm. set up like the games, like the 
Yeah. Yeah. Very watchable. Um, Because I think when we first started talking, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to review Pokemon because yeah. there's so much. What am I? And then you <laughs> mentioned how it's only four episodes. I was like, all right, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. It was either, it's like, well, we could do the movies. They're fun, but really, really cheesy. Or we yeah. could do this great mini series that's just yeah. four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. So here's the synopsis. A hopeful young man named Red is sent on a mission to catalog all the Pokemon in his Pokedex. Along his journey, he helps others with their problems and learns more about Pokemon as he battles his way to become the Pokemon League champion. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it a spoiler when it's based on like a 20-year-old game? (laughs) I know, Oh, so there you go. There's your synopsis of the four episodes. It's great. Yeah, Yay. yeah. We love the mo- we love the show. Oh yeah, I've got zero complaints about uh about the show. Um, uh-huh. I'd watched it like when I when I recommended it to you. I was like, when was the last time I watched this? Oh yeah, like three months ago. <laughs> so yeah. it was still pretty fresh. And then this week, yeah. as I was watching, I'm like, it's so good. And yeah. legit, one moment I was like, I'm getting choked up. Like I'm gonna tear up on the bus here. This is no good. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. So I'm going to let me grab my phone. (laughs) We're going to kind of cover just like the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So like art direction, sound, voice acting. Um, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia article. All right. So this was actually had four different directors, different directors for each each episode. Uh, So episode one was Itsuro Kawasaki. Episode two was Yukio Kuroda. I know I'm I know I'm butchering these names. Uh, episode three is Hidea Takahashi, and episode four is Daiki Tomiyasu. Uh, <laughs> studio production ID IG Studio Production IG did episode one. Zebek did episode two and three, and OLM did episode four. So I was like, what is? I just kind of looked this up because I wasn't familiar with OLM. And they've got some pretty interesting... Most recent stuff is going to consist of a lot of Pokemon. Um, hello, cat. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. Must be the dead okay. set center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All righty. <laughs> yeah. so, so most of the stuff that OLM has done recently is going to be like... Uh, let's see. Future card, buddy fight... Uh, a lot of future card stuff. Beyblade, um, Go Go Tamagotchi, Yokai Watch. So a lot of those kind of game related, yeah, yeah. you know, shows series. But one thing that kind of blew me away is one of their older works. Um, is back in two. I'm sorry, back in 1997, they produced Berserk, which. You're probably not familiar with it, but some of my listeners are probably familiar with it. Berserk is a very dark, highly rated, but very dark anime. So I just found that interesting that they had, they were involved in that, what some would call it a masterpiece, that uh, show. And then they do this Pokemon and now they're doing all these gaming shows and kind of kid friendly, you know, family friendly shows. Well, so that was I had a similar realization when I 
finally recognized like Robert Rodriguez, the director, mm-hmm. like who did I knew him from like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Desperado, Sin City, and then it's like oh he did the Spy Kid movies, he did all four of the Spy Kid movies, yeah, yeah. like wait what? <laughs> like that just blew me away. Yeah, that's it's a weird juxtaposition where you're yeah. like you go from this amazing dark but graphic series and then mm-hmm. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I watched the English. I watched it on Prime, Amazon Prime, because I could get a free trial because they have like a separate subscription for Pokemon. Oh, OK. Um, so I did the free trial for Pokemon and watched through it. Um, so it's available on Amazon Prime with the Pokemon subscription. Uh, and I watched it was the English dub. Did you watch the English dub? Yes, um, I have seen the Japanese dub. That was mm-hmm. the way I originally saw it um, mm-hmm. in Canada. It's not on Prime, uh, and there isn't the additional Prime, like, Pokemon thing for Prime. So I I got it off of iTunes, and they didn't give you the option for the Japanese dub, so it was oh, just okay. the English dub. But okay. 10 bucks. It was yeah. 10 bucks well worth it. Sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so some of the English actors, um, Johnny Yongbosh is a popular one. He did the... Uh, Johnny Yongbosh! Yeah. He My did boy! Bro- I didn't know that. Sorry, I get I get excited anytime a Power Rangers guy shows up in anything because I'm like, yeah, Power Rangers. Um, no, and that that dude was awesome. Uh, yeah. For yeah. your fan base, if they if they're not Power Rangers up, he was Adam the second Mighty Morphin Black Ranger, and then mm-hmm. he was the Green Zeo Ranger and the first Green Turbo Ranger. Okay. Sorry. My no, that's okay. My coworker is big into Power Rangers, so like when I listened to your episode of Power Rangers, uh, you did like the breakdown oh yeah uh, yeah or whatever you went through the whole thing the deep dive there you go i was like here nick you might want to listen to this this will probably be right up your alley so yeah i i I got a good response to that one and i've been requested godzilla one which i'm i'm working on slowly just Mm because i I deep dive into godzilla almost whenever i talk about it which Mm -hmm. when you were reading the directors here i was gonna say like you get you apologize for nothing you're reading the japanese names much better than i can (laughs) You're talking about butchering it. Well, I was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I, I mispronounced a couple, but I, I whatever. I, I I did the English. There you go. <laughs> You're doing what you can. <laughs> doing what I can. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. I wanted to make a note of Bryce Pappenbrook was the voice of Red, which he has a pretty uh, extensive voice acting history. Oh, wow. Namely, Yeah, he's Aaron Yeager. In Attack on Titan, um, that's probably what he's going to have the um, most current thing. Right. Um, but he's also the voice of the greatest black swordsman, Kirito from SAO. <laughs> okay, so all the haters have shut us off now. So. <laughs> hey, it, it, at least once every couple episodes, I'm like, don't at me. <laughs> Let's all get along uh, all here. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, and then let's see. I, I'm looking to see who uh, Blue voiced and see if he did anything that I recognize off the off the top here. He's been in a lot of stuff, but I think Red takes the cake on popular voice. Uh, Red and then uh, Brock take there. the cake on their voice, their voice acting. Um, so yeah, so there you go. There's some quick commentary on just the voice acting and and all that fun stuff. And I, I found the performances good. Um, mm-hmm. At times I was, I'd remember, because for the longest time, all I had to watch was the Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. And 
I remembered the inflections. I remembered certain things. So I'm like, oh, this is weird in English. But no, they're nailing it because yeah. you, you've watched much more anime than I do. But you can tell from what's a good dub mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's yeah. a terrible reading of the material. Yeah, um, this this one, you didn't notice any difference. Like the, the just the the mouth movements, you know, the lip flaps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything was just perfect. There was nothing that detracted from the show. So I'm watching it as if this is an American-made television show. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The only comparison I have is watching a lot of the old Godzilla movies where you get the terrible English dubs where it's mm-hmm. the mouth's moving and then the words come. Yeah. And you're like, the words aren't even matching the facial expression. <laughs> yeah, that dude exactly. looks angry and this is a very happy-sounding sentence. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. They're going to kill us all. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. It's like, we're not watching a twisted thing here where that's happy. Um, Yeah. But Uh, the the voice acting was really, really good. Um, Yep. Yep. They did like, everybody did a great job. They. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about some of the art. Um, I thought the battles, the battles were really cool. Yeah. Like the way they animated the, um, the attacks. Oh, yeah. You know, so because because like you said, this is like watching somebody play the game. This mm-hmm. is just we're going to play the game and this is it animated. Um, So when you're seeing like Mewtwo do Swift, you're like, oh, so that's what my Pokemon is doing yeah, when, I, when yeah. I play the game. And then the girls <laughs> commenting, it's super effective. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the little the little touches they did with that. Uh-huh. And. It's it's even a step up from the animated, like the the long running animated show, or even some mm. of the movies, where it's like when you're playing the game and it's like it dodged, <laughs> you right, just see right. it standing there, but then it's the text. Like yeah. they animated it so well with the battles. Oh yeah. Where oh, yeah. I'm even thinking of the the Charizard, um, Red's Charizard and Blue's Blastoise, where mm. it's just like it just sidesteps it, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that was that was really cool. The battles were engaging. The animation was great. Yeah. High quality. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. If they would do something like this for every generation of games, because I only played up to uh, silver and gold because mm-hmm. then I never got a new Game Boy. So then I, I couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. It, but I would be like, do it. I'll watch everything. I know you're at like 500 and whatever thousand number Pokemon now because I play Pokemon Go and I'm like, this is. This is just a squirrel now. Like, I'd still be in if you did it, but, or yeah. if you could do a series like this, like maybe not a million episodes long, but I'd still be in. I, it's, yeah. it's really easy to get dialed into. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So anything else that you wanted to add on just art direction, music, anything like that? Uh, fall under that? Actually, yeah. One of the things I loved that they did. Uh, because again, I think it ties into it being about the game and not the the show. Is that the Pokemon didn't like they they made animal noises? They just look kind of right. like roared yes. or made like happy cooing noises. Yes. Or um, in the case they of the, didn't, they the, didn't just repeat their name. Like, no, exactly. You know, where Charmander, it's like, Charmander, Charmander. Where yeah. you're like, okay, that kind of works and it makes sense what you're going for, but I'm 30 years old at this point, like, and I'm not as dialed in as I used to be. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's like, if you did this, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, it, it let you emote more, the, the 
Pokemon themselves a moment more. I found that mm-hmm. helped you get more engaged. Uh, mm-hmm. The moment that legit, like, I was tearing up at was the 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 second episode where, oh, yeah. like, you had the Marowak, um, and I feel like we're going to talk about this later. The uh-huh. the Marowak uh, sac- like sacrificed itself for the Cubone, and then uh-huh. later when it's the Marowak ghost. Um, and it reunites with Cubone and then Cubone's mm-hmm. looking up and you're just hearing the noise and you're like, I'm feeling what you're feeling. <laughs> like it's, it's, if it was just like, if it was just going like Cubone, I'm like, it would be the same. Yeah. But yeah, it, sure. it's sad noise. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to pick you up and hold you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it also could be the pet <laughs> owner in me. Like Luna has made me change so much when I see animals in jeopardy. Now I can't. Mm. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good point. Good point. So let's jump into kind of the uh, like the character development, play- pacing, um, any plot holes or anything that we kind of want to nitpick at. I guess if you want to <laughs> call it that. Um, so yeah. So let's kind of start there. Sure. Did you want to? Do you want to? Uh, Start off with that? Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. I personally didn't have any plot hole issues just because mm-hmm. you knew it was it was borderline going for an anthology kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, we're not we can't show every battle. Um, right. Heck, I was thinking about it in between the third episode and the fourth episode, mm-hmm. like Victory Road, because I've played that that would take. Mm-hmm. Like five episodes, we'd be getting in the mm. Dragon Ball Z territory of nothing happening because right. it's just every two feet you're bumping into like another person who wants the battle. Right, right. Or if you're to throw back earlier to the first episode to the second episode, when you're going through that tunnel in the game, unless you've yeah. got like the rappel on, you're bumping yeah. into a Zubat every two feet. Like yeah. <laughs> pacing, yeah. the pacing worked really well. The character development worked because then. You can show how they've grown, but without it being like the baby steps along the way. Right, right. Red in episode one is very different from red in episode two, but mm-hmm. it's a logical, it's a logical evolution. You can see, you can flow with that. You <gasps> growing can, up. Growing sorry, up, okay. <laughs> logical, logical <laughs> growing up. And in this case, it was, it was like two months later. Um, yeah. They let their 10-year-old children just go off into the world. <laughs> just just go wander. Just, just go wander and uh, check in every couple months. Um, hopefully. <laughs> Don't die hopefully. or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sure, go through perilous caves on a bike. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> battle psychic Pokemon that throw your 100-pound Pokemon on you. Um, right at you. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't have... I couldn't see anything where I'm like, oh, this is a plot hole or... Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this. Um, the the logical flow to it worked. Uh, pacing wise, I'm like, you don't need to see every gym battle. You don't mm-hmm. need to see all the Elite Four battle because if it's just an episode of battles, yeah. that gets boring. Battles for battle's yeah. sake, unless there's like emotional weight to it. Right. Sure, it's fun to watch for a bit, but when you get to the third one, you're like, why am I? Why is this still going on? Yeah, it's yeah. That's a good point because yeah. I did have that thought of because I didn't. I didn't know what I was jumping into when I first started it. You right. know, I was just like, oh, Pokemon Origins, four episodes. Yeah, let's see what this is. And then when they're calling them red and blue, I'm like, oh, so, okay, so we're we're doing the game. Okay. Um, and then at the beginning of the each episode where they kind of give you a summation of what yeah. occurred to get to this point. And then at that fourth episode when it talks about, oh, and I defeated the Elite Four. And I'm thinking, I what? 
where's this? Those are like some big battles. Why aren't yeah. we? Why aren't we doing this? Um, but that's a good point because they weren't really integral to the overall story of Red and his development as a character. And so. we were about to get the battle with Blue, which was also done in montage, mm-hmm. and then the big battle with Mewtwo, where it's like you've got the the weighty stuff to do. Yeah. Um, to throw digging in a movie, to throw in a dig in at a movie, it's part of why the third Hobbit movie s- sucked so bad because it was just yeah. like two hours of a giant fight. I'm like, there's no emotional stakes to this. Oh. I don't care about any of this. <laughs> we we refuse to watch the <laughs> third Hobbit movie. I, if I and could, I take it, them all out, but you know. <laughs> yeah it it was one of those situations because I am very easy to please, right? So a lot of the times people have complaints about stuff. I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. Well, you know? I, I was going to say, I was going to say, you're, you're, you stand up for The Last Jedi. So there's evidence yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also, I just listened to your episode on uh, Fallen Kingdom. And I just have to say, I came this close to canceling this this episode and be like, nope, forget it. <laughs> You're trashing on Fallen Kingdom. Get out of here. We're no longer friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm rocking a Jurassic Park yeah, shirt as we sit here. There um, you go. It, it, okay. It, so, <laughs> that was a side note. No, no, no. Um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But but The Hobbit was one of those rare times where I'm actually walking away from it angry. Like, this sucks. <laughs> Well, and, what are you doing, Peter Jackson? You and, suck. And, oh my gosh! Like you want to give that man the benefit? I I seriously I want know. him to get a chance to just. That's not the note he should go out on. Just like mm-hmm. Star Wars wise, and I know we're getting sidetracked. I just want. <laughs> I would love George Lucas to get a chance to go out on a high note, especially because mm-hmm. this current trilogy is terrible because it's not a trilogy and so many other things. But uh-huh. to give him credit where it's due, like if I'm going to compare. Like, mm-hmm. say what you will about Revenge of the Sith, because a lot of it is bad, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. That mm-hmm. final fight, especially the one between Obi-Wan and Anakin, had, like, such emotional weight. And you're uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, if the rest <laughs> of the movie was this good, then I wouldn't have anything to complain about. Yeah. But there was a lot to complain about, and that's fair. Um, <laughs> okay, so where what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> Emotional yeah, weight in, in battles and Pokemon. Right. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think we, I think we beat that dead horse. So okay. <laughs> or in this case, a a, a friggin' um, because uh, they don't die in battle. They um, they pass out. They faint. They, yes, it's, they it, faint. So we beat that fainted rapidash. <laughs> the there you go. There you go. There you go. So I did have a few kind of yeah. I don't want to say nitpicky stuff, but just kind of like inconsistencies. That's fair. That were like. Okay, what's going on? So he bought his Magikarp, right? Who's selling him the Magikarp? Is it somebody associated with, like, Team Rocket? Because isn't that what Team Rocket's all about? Like, selling Pokemon? (laughs) That, I think that is more... That I didn't have a problem with. I'm like, oh, they're going... There's so much game references where Uh it's like, for... They did that at the beginning of the second episode where I'm like, Uh oh, it's around the time he got the old rod, but... In the game, there was someone who suckered you into buying a Magikarp, and then it mm. led to a side quest where you got the old rod. So yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, it's just the joke of Magikarp being useless. Okay. 
all it does poor is splash. Magikarp. Oh yeah, no. Poor but Magikarp. It, poor Magikarp. He falls into Gyarados though, so it, it or <laughs> grows, grows up. up. Sorry, grows sorry. up, grows up, grows up. And it's like bleep all these words out. I know, I know. I'm, I'm the problem today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was another one. Okay, so like Team Rocket, man. I I guess I didn't quite understand. And maybe th- okay. So let me let me preface this. I played the card game. Watched some of the show with Ash, you know, not religiously, but enough. Um, And I played Pokemon Platinum, okay? Okay. So I I just don't get, like, Team Rocket's motivation. Like, what are they trying to do? They're, like, they took over this big tower for what? Just to hang out at the top floor? (laughs) What? (laughs) They push a dude down the stairs and they're like, no, you can't come into Pokemon Tower because, you know, it's our base now. What? What are you going to do? I don't understand. <laughs> right. So in in the second one, that's in the second episode. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Team Rocket in the games, it's all about like basically being dirtbags. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Their main MO. It's their I, excuse. It's their it's excuse. excuse to. So it's like, oh, this yeah, is where you yeah. mourn. Well, we're going to take over. And this is our base of operations now because we're evil <laughs> for evil's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Like at, <laughs> yes, at that point, exactly. that, that is a fair criticism. I thought it was. I thought we were talking the Silfco episode and the the Silfco Tower in the third episode. I'm like, what? No, that it was to get the Master Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they're unstoppable. No, I understood that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I understood that because that was kind of like, you know, there's a logic there. Power. It's not you know, that even. was there, there was yeah. There's this 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 craving for power, yeah. and this is a powerful item. So obviously, it belongs to me because I want to be powerful. Um, or I should have it because I'm powerful. Yeah. But it was just that, I'm like, what are you doing? You're just sitting in this tower. Yeah. In the dark with these goggles for what? I don't get what you're doing. <laughs> I, I think the motivation would have been like to catch, like, since even in the episode, they talk about like the ghost type Pokemon that go uh, around there. And then yeah. in the in the game in, in red, blue, green, and even yellow, like mm-hmm. when you first go into the tower... You can't even see the ghost Pokemon. They just show up as a as a blur. And then you mm. need the Sylph scope to see what kind of ghost Pokemon it is. So it would have been great if they had even included a line saying, like, look, we're just trying to catch some good ghost Pokemon here. Uh, like, that would have made sense. But yeah, they, they that, didn't do that. that. Yep, yeah, that would have made sense. It was and, just, we're jerks. <laughs> yeah. And man, I mean, good thing they, like, fight with their Pokemon. Because <laughs> they went after... They went after Marowak and, like, beat Marowak to death, I guess. They killed it. They killed Marowak. What in the world? This is so awful. I know. And then they push the dude down the stairs. And so when Blue actually goes to fight them, it's like, well, phew. At least they're going after the Pokemon and not, like, getting out their electric (laughs) sticks or whatever. It's also Uh, really They're not that evil. Well, yeah, they show it in that episode. It's like, yeah, we got no problem making an example by killing this this Cubone's mother and pushing a dude down a flight of stairs. But then, <laughs> oh, you beat me? Shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. Like, wait, oh, what? Oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah, I guess that was just some nitpicky things. I was like, what is going on? Why are they doing that? That doesn't make any sense. That, so, they, And they I guess the... I know, And I understand the point of that episode was you know the pathos and and everything so yeah it was just it was just like no and that and that's fair and i think we've discovered team rocket's line they won't go into 
They won't go into har- harming children or preteens. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is fair game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that that old man, he's okay. We can push him down the stairs. Yeah, no, yeah. that's no problem. <laughs> and we'll laugh while we do it. But if, yeah, if it's a kid, yeah. we got to go with like, ah, shoot. <laughs> and we'll kidnap this old man. Yeah. 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 We'll kidnap. <laughs> we'll murder. We'll abuse. But we won't mess with preteens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it cracked me up on the last episode. Did you did you want to continue with that episode? Uh, the I had one slight nitpick from the third episode, but it's a minor okay. one. It okay. was just the interactions between Giovanni and Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found like Giovanni they were they were having him go on the journey, and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm fine with the journey, but it also seems like a really rushed journey because we've only met him in this one episode. If mm-hmm. we could have gotten him. Some it would have been weird to tie him into the second one because when you look at how these episodes are structured, they all make sense. But mm-hmm. having his story condensed into one, it mm-hmm. felt a little. That's where I'd be like, okay, that's a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it would have been cool if they had hinted, like maybe in shadow and yeah. silhouette, like in episode two, as him being the you know the motivator behind yeah. his, his hooligans. So yeah. And which would have tied into the games. Yeah. Yeah. Even further. Yeah. Um, it cracks me up in the fourth episode. <laughs> I kind of like busted out laughing. I was like, what? <laughs> when red wins against blue. Um, and then professor Oak, like is all of a sudden right there. He's like, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. They're really rushing things. I mean, Professor Oak just shows right up. He like knew what was going to happen, but then they kind of explained it that, yeah. you know, I was on my Blue... way to see my failure of a nephew. Yeah. Blue <laughs> held the title for a while. So I was kind of on my way here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and that ties into Pokemon Red and like the games as well, where as soon as you win, like Professor Oak friggin' runs in. But it's still really funny pacing where it's just happened. It's almost like this emotional weighty moment. And then he busts in the room. He's like, congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Like, I'm right into my spiel. I've been waiting off to the side. Yeah. Where were you for me, Grandpa? following you this whole time. Exactly. Like, where are you for me, Grandpa? Yeah, he's more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. He grew. He didn't as much. (laughs) Yeah. I um, I think the last scene when they're all sitting together... And Red comments, he's like, wait, there's still Mew out there. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been, and you see Mew, and that was that was fine, but I think it would have been better and kind of draw you, like, shows you that there's a continuing story. Yeah. Um, more so if, if it's shown Red and Blue kind of running out the door, like, yeah, again, exactly. still in competition. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what, and they went for that, like, they almost went for that just with Blue saying stuff of, like, mm-hmm. oh, it should have been me, where it's yeah. like, ah, I, I, they're showing Blue grow, but very slow, yeah. and it still harks <laughs> yeah. back to the competition, but if if they had just looked, one of the things I loved about this show is even though they were competitive and Blue was very arrogant, you still mm-hmm. saw, like, a good person there, and almost like a brotherly friend relationship, where mm-hmm. they still looked out for each other. If they had, I'm with you, if they had looked up and smiled and didn't say anything and both just bolted, I would have been like, yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was all I had on kind of that. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to cover? No, not no? really. Um, mm-hmm. you, you covered everything. Like, 
if if they wanted to do an updated version of the Poke Rap, I would have been game. But if it, oh, it, yeah. it would have been necessary, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have definitely been a very different tone than the rest of everything. Yeah. But yeah. I still would have been like, I'm in in spades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So let's kind of do a little bit more of a deep dive into some of what the uh, show is portraying in, in regards to the overall conflicts, the worldview, kind of the philosophies and different things that are driving and motivating the characters. Um, so let's talk about <laughs> Giovanni and Blue. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So Giovanni, let's talk about his his arc, his character yeah. arc in the episode, um, because he's the boss of Team Rocket, right? Yeah. And his whole thing was power. Oh, yeah. Um, And in his battle, if I'm going too fast, you can slow me down. No, no, no. Um, In his battle with Red, he's like kind of commenting in his head, like, why am I so driven to, you know, fight this kid? And, yeah. you know, just kind of like, what is going on? I'm feeling these feelings that I haven't ever felt before. Or, you know, so... Um, it was kind of this whole idea of, he had, he had something as a kid first starting out on his Pokemon journey, yeah. but somehow like lost that, that thing. Yeah. And Red now is kind of showing him or reminding him of that thing yeah. that he once had. Yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts? I, I like that a lot. Um, that kind of thing can be shoehorned in to stuff too much. Um. A non-Pokemon example is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when suddenly mm-hmm. Yondu is like to rock a raccoon, like, you're me! I'm like, really? This is just in this movie. <laughs> um, whereas this, it made sense, they... Because Giovanni, they don't ever go into his backstory much, and he's always just, like, a bad dude. Not mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine-level bad, or mm-hmm. uh, for Dragon Ball Z Frieza, or you'll do all the better references for anime than I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, he... It, it worked. I liked that idea of seeing something in yourself. Like, sometimes our worst behavior, like, it's a common phrase. The things you don't like about yourself are the things that are going to annoy you. Or the things mm. that you wish you had are also going to annoy you. So seeing mm. him realize, like, I used to be like this kid. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. relatable. That's a really cool mm-hmm idea and then mm-hmm. you're going on the idea of like you've lost yourself i'm curious about how he got from being red to giovanni right right and basically on that i'm in um, i would i would assume he was the one who started team rocket yeah, so it yeah. wasn't that he became the boss of team rocket but he actually that's what I would assume what, that he what, started. What team hurt Rocket. you, Giovanni? Like that's yeah, what I want to yeah, know. Exactly. What hurt you? What broke you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because we didn't get the scene. We didn't get any interaction between him and Blue, no. even though they did fight. Yeah. They did battle. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely Red who uh, uh, brought back something in Giovanni that he once had um, as a child. So. And that's something they hark on throughout the show where it's like, and I know we'll talk about when we talk about Blue, he's not doing anything necessarily wrong, but yeah. it's it's how he's doing things. Right. with Red, it's just, oh my gosh. <laughs> with Red, it's just this like, 
earnestness love that uh, for Pokemon and everything that's just radiating from him. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, no, I'm in this, but it's it's not even anything he really wanted to go for in the first episode. He's like, well, no, I want to go and just complete the Pokedex. Yeah, yeah. But then he fell in love with it as he kept going. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Giovanni and Blue are definitely two peas in a pod. Yeah. Um, they both only saw their Pokemon as tools to gain uh, what they wanted, which, you know, in Giovanni's uh, mind was, was power and yeah. probably probably status, I would say, too. Yeah. Um, and same with Blue. You know, he wanted that status of being the best Pokemon trainer and the Pokemon League champion. Um, but he so wasn't yeah, they as def- cold as about it. Like, similar, you're spot on in the observations, but he's yeah. also, he's not as callous as Giovanni is about it. Like, right, but you can kind of, you can, you can kind of see it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, in, in episode two, he's scared of the ghost and runs away. And it's only when Red is confronting the ghost that he kind of is like, oh, here's my chance to kind of advance ahead of yeah. Red yeah. and go and after Team Rocket. And what was his motivation to go after Team Rocket was to be the one recognized as kicking yeah. Team Rocket out. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, episode four, the very beginning when they're like, oh, and then we rescued this oh, woman. Oh, that was uh, the third episode. Yeah. Third episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. That's okay. So they rescue the secretary who escaped from Sylph and... It was kind of a quick, like, story point. Um, but Red gave Blue the task of escorting the woman away to safety. Yeah. And Blue's like, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. nonchalant, like his persona, like, nah, uh-huh. I'm too cool for school. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you kind of see Blue following that path. But yeah. then there's, like, these glimpses of, no, he could he could still kind of, you know, go the right way or you know, do the right thing out of pure honor's sake instead of, uh, you know, self-glorification. Uh, well, so. you saw that in how he helped. He still helped Red. Like, at yes. the end of the day, he's he's like, he sees the interaction with Red and the kid, and it's almost like, there's no glory for me here. I can bounce. But he still gave, gave Red the self-scope. Yep. Um, and then after Red, like, grabbed him and was like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? He's like, yeah. he, he resigns to it. He's like, that when I'm watching that, I'm like, that's a bit of a humanizing moment. I think we all have those moments where we're in over our heads. So then mm-hmm. whatever it is, we're like, we don't want to do it. And then it's mm-hmm. even though we know what's the right thing to do. And then he's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll take her. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not even like fine. He d- It's just under yeah. his breath where you're like, he knows what the right thing is, but it's not always yeah. what he wants to do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Good, good. Um, anything else to add to that? Um, it's weird. I, 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 as much as this is like a perfect in a bottle miniseries, as we're talking about, it, I'm like, I wouldn't mind it to keep going just to see how they flush out how they flush out the characters. Just because yeah. they they don't like that's the thing yeah. in the games. They're uh, you only ever really get a loose follow up on Red in Pokemon Gold and Silver. But that's just like he eventually was defeated, but then he moved to the top of a mountain where he was the final boss of the game. Mm. Um, and then it, you had to beat two elite. You had to beat 
you had to have 16 gym badges and to beat the Elite Four, and then you go mm-hmm. fight him. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the Mewtwo of that game, but there's no real follow-up on, or I think Blue's maybe in the Elite Four, maybe, but mm-hmm. there's no real follow-up, so I'm like, I, I like follow-up. I, I'd love to see what happens to these characters. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. see if Giovanni actually did change. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, good, good. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back after this important message. Awesome. All right. Welcome back. Okay, so this is the part that kind of, this portion is the is what sets us apart from other podcasts, um, specifically in the anime uh, scene. What we tried to do is actually comment on what the conflict and the philosophy and what it was teaching us and what the Bible has to say about that. So we mm-hmm. want to kind of bring in a bit of, bit of scripture um, for, and for our listeners. Um, I hope you stick through this. If you're not a Christian, <laughs> I hope you stick through this uh, because I think you'll find it interesting. I hope you'll find it interesting. Um, so, um, all right, here's, here's what I've got written a little bit uh, to kind of get the conversation started. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue comments how he doesn't understand so in the fourth episode blue comments how he doesn't understand why he lost to red since he raised his pokemon perfectly he's chided by professor oak for his lack of love and trust for his pokemon giving that as the reason why he lost his shortly held title of pokemon league champion to red um so that got me thinking about a couple things okay um, now, I'm not saying that this is what the intention of the uh, directors in writing this. I'm just saying that as Christians, we should have the mind of Christ. And mm-hmm. so we should um, always try to bring in what the Bible has to say about the morality or the philosophies that are being touted in these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are learning, even though we're not consciously we're learning we're subconsciously learning right pulling things in so we should be disciplining our minds to bring it back to the bible and what scripture has to say so that being said uh so this got me thinking about a couple things first in first corinthians 13 commonly known as the love chapter (laughs) uh, paul begins to talk about love yeah so in in first corinthians i'm gonna kind of pull that up here this is commonly referred to as the love chapter. And if you've ever done any sort of like Christian counseling or dating or anything like this, this is Been always kind wedding. of, <laughs> yeah, this is always referenced or you're meant to read it together or whatever. But if you look at the context, the context is not in matters of marriage and dating. It's actually in regards to the church body and how it functions together with the spiritual gifts working together. (laughs) And so I wanted to kind of emphasize that because Paul in, okay, at the very, we tend to break up the Bible Mm -hmm. with the chapter and verse designations, right? So in his, in Paul, in chapter 12, the very last thing he says is, after he goes through all this whole list of spiritual gifts and everything, he says, I will show you still a more excellent way. 
And then chapter 13 starts. Right. So then he says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So then he goes into describing what love looks like and how it works. And I think that's important for us as Christians and believers to remember when dealing with each other, um, whether it's the local body or the uh, what you would call the invisible church. So interactions between uh, brothers and sisters online, social media. Here's your rant. I'm going (laughs) to rant here. Go for it. Go for it. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, we, we are very graceless and very unloving to each other. And we don't recognize the need for that love in dealing with that, with each other. And I think that's something that we need to remember um, in dealing with, in talking to each other online, it, even if it's rebuking, correcting, um, teasing, you know, yeah. <laughs> we tend to tease each other. Uh, but all of us are given spiritual gifts to uh, serve each other and to glorify Christ in the church. And the underlying thing that should be driving those spiritual gifts is love. Um a love for each other and a love for God. Absolutely. So that's that's the first thing. Do you have any comments before I carry on? No, you 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 absolutely nailed it on the head. Um, mm-hmm. I love that you brought I love that you brought that up. Um, and yeah, it, you and I even talked about it earlier in this episode. You need love in that rebuke, in that teasing. If it's not, mm-hmm. then we need to be then, yeah. then we need to be called out because then our hearts are wrong in the matter. Um, yeah. It's it's a lost principle to like think about if you don't if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all. Hmm. That is legit. Now sometimes some truths aren't nice, but there's there's a loving way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then Paul even talks about in the in that chapter, you know, the the honoring of truth. Love. Oh yeah. Love actually honors truth. So exactly. Um, and one thing I I like about uh. Apologia, Apologia Church, um, listener, if you haven't heard of them, um, I would recommend meant their their YouTube channel and their podcast. Oh, nice. But there's a lot of uh, videos on their YouTube channel of uh, Jeff Durbin, who's one of the elders of Apologia Church, interacting with uh, Mormons, atheists, um, a lot of unbelievers of different stripes and different lifestyles. But the one thing he always emphasizes is, I love you. Like, he mm-hmm. says that over and over again. And I think that is something that all of us should kind of take to heart and be like, am I saying that not only, you know, in my thought process and in and witnessing, but am I actually saying that, yeah. you know, to people? Um, but I think it's important to, to say it often. Absolutely. Um, to, to remind who we're talking to that even if we have disagreements, um, that there should be a, a profession of love for each other mm-hmm. um, and a reminder of that. Mm-hmm. So that was to the believers. 
and to Christians. Secondly, love that rant. Loved it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will (laughs) co-sign. Okay. So I said that there was two things, right, that, that this got me thinking about. So secondly, the story of the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, uh, verses 16 through 22. It's also found in Mark 10 and Luke 18, but I'm going to read uh, from Matthew. And if I'm reading from the English Standard Version, for those of you who need to know that. ESV represent. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting in verse 16. <clears throat> and behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher. Oh, we got to do a voice. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Does he sound like Giovanni? Does that sound like Giovanni? Yeah, we'll roll with that. Okay. <laughs> it's deep enough. It, it's working. It's working. Okay. <laughs> All right. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he, being Jesus, said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said, uh, he said to him, so the rich young ruler, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is an awesome text. Oh, yeah. Because it shows us two very thing, two very specific things about this young man. So, according to the young man, he kept the law perfectly. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is Jesus lays out the... Uh, last six of the Ten Commandments when in regards to our relationship to each other. And then he said, I've done all these things. And then Jesus replies, okay, well, go sell all your possessions and come follow me. But we know from uh, the rich young ruler, his reaction to Jesus' command to come follow him. That was the command. Sell all you have and come follow me. That the rich young ruler loved his wealth more than he loved God because he was unwilling to give up his riches to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus makes the distinction in the Gospels, if you if you continue to read the Gospels, that the two greatest commandments is love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he was unwilling to give up what he had, his what his true love was, which was his possessions, uh, power, wealth, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. status. Um, he he was not one willing to give that up for what uh, Jesus commanded, which was to follow him. So he did not have a love for God. Um, he did not have a love for his neighbor, mm-hmm. and so we know that he went away sorrowful. And what's the end of that story? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Not, probably not good. <laughs> yeah, no, there's enough to infer. Um. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those who do not know God, your good works cannot get you eternal life. You will fall short. Mm-hmm. Uh, love for God means you must turn from those things that you are putting before God. 
possessions, your own good works, status. Repent and believe the gospel. Turn from trusting in your own righteousness and trust in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Um, and this actually kind of ties in. This is going to be a little bit of a side side comment. <laughs> Um, but this actually ties into uh, my own testimony, and I don't think I've actually ever shared that on the podcast. Ooh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was the rich young ruler. I I had the perfect attendance. Um, I made a profession of faith several times <laughs> you know, made, to make sure it really stuck. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and but I I had the you know, I didn't lie, I didn't cheat, I didn't steal, um, didn't disobey my parents. I They literally will tell the story of how I was never spanked as a kid because I was a good kid. I was a right. good girl. Um, and I was involved in soul winning and door-to-door ministry. Um, you know, when I was dating, I didn't let my boyfriend kiss me and... You know, I, I just I did all these things that I should be doing in yeah. order to brag about my own goodness and my own righteousness. You you were hitting and the check marks on the list. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Never wore pants. Never smoked a <laughs> cigarette. Never drank alcohol. Oh yeah, all of all of the above. You name it. Yeah. I I did it. Um, but it was in youth ministry in in uh. Yeah, and youth group. <laughs> it was kind of funny, and I and I I get teased. I I got teased about it, and rightly so. But it's okay. Um, so the youth pastor was like, "Okay, for the next four weeks, we're gonna have one of you guys, whoever wants to do it, stand up and just give your testimony in front of the whole youth group." So. I was like, oh, yes, I'll volunteer for that because I, you know, I'm perfect. I'll give you my testimony. Well, uh, the week before I was scheduled to give my testimony, one of the other teens gave his testimony. And it was moving because there was a life event that was life threatening that happened and kind of brought him to his knees and made him realize that, you know, life is short. And, you know, so it was one of those moving testimonies and not everybody has the same testimony and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but the one, one common denominator is that we all need Jesus. So as he, he's telling his testimony, everybody's kind of crying because he was a staple in the youth group. Like he grew up in this church where mm-hmm. I was kind of more of the newcomer to this church. So all of his friends are kind of crying because they were involved in that portion of his life. And, and I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the youth pastor got up after that and he made the comment of just because you've been sitting in these pews and in church all your life doesn't make you saved and you can't actually be saved from your sin until you realize you're a sinner. And as soon as he said that, oh my goodness, that the Holy Spirit completely crushed me. I mean, just uh, pile driver, (laughs) just absolutely crushed me because it was, even though the kid's testimony wasn't necessarily about being in church all of his life and stuff, it was more of a life event type thing. Mm -hmm. 
what the youth pastor said was like specifically to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the front row and I just immediately break out into a sweat and start shaking because <laughs> I knew I'm like, I am not a believer. I have been living a false life mm-hmm. all my life. I have never admitted to my sin. I've always, you know, stacked up my good works to show God how good I was. And man, I tell you what, that was the worst hour and a half of my life because I waited till the traditional invitation, invitational after the sermon to run out of that pew and get to the altar Yeah, um, and cry out to Jesus. Um, but I was that rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. I was the person who kept the law perfectly, but loved my own works, my own status above God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I, I think that kind of goes, harkens back. So let's bring it back around to, you know, the, the show. <laughs> yeah. I think that goes back to, to Giovanni, how he realized he had done Giovanni and blue to, in some sense. Yeah. Where they had done everything perfectly, they were, they were both kind of in the same mindset of gaining status, um, and to Giovanni's point, wealth, and then forgetting that they don't have what it truly takes, what it what truly counts, which is love. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, thank you for sharing all that. Seriously, thank you. That was that was wonderful. Um, Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's a there's a point where Blue is like I like I studied all the team I I studied all the teams and weaknesses so I figured out what's going to make the perfect team. Mm-hmm. But then at the same point, it's like Red with his team, and when you see when you see his Pokemon, for me, I'm watching it as like. Why is Scyther on there? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, not knocking Scyther. Scyther's fine. But even harking back to his first battle, where it's like he's using what he's got. He's throwing yeah. Radita up against an Onyx. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as the battle's going, you see how much he cares for his, his Pokemon and he believes in them. And mm-hmm. it's his love that's fueling the battle. Whereas with Blue, it's he's got the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He's done the study. But he doesn't, ha- he hasn't, he's not living it. Um, mm-hmm. So many Christians, mm-hmm. myself at points as well, as much as I wish it wasn't the case, you can all, like, you can be like, well, I've studied the Bible. I know what it says. I can fall back on that. But if your heart's not living it, mm. there's a marked difference. Oh, yeah. There's a huge difference. So that, like, that's a good reminder to to all of us. I might not have been mm-hmm. the rich young ruler but uh i think another biblical story we can all relate to is the the prodigal son and we we Mm. look at the prodigal and we're like we're focused on him but at urbana they mentioned a person preaching about the prodigal son was also like sometimes we like to think we're the older brother but the older brother Mm -hmm. has just as much sin pride Mm -hmm. and all that whereas Mm -hmm. the person that we need to emulate the most and try to learn from the most out of the story is the father who's running Mm -hmm. out like buck naked basically (laughs) where Mm -hmm. it's and he doesn't care he's there to love his sons and accept them and help them and mold them Mm -hmm. and help them grow um Mm. yeah i like how you said i like how you said sons 
Yes. With yeah. a plural. Because uh, like you said, we tend to forget about the older brother and what we can learn from the older brother as well as the younger brother. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. We And then it, to tie it into the show, at times we can be like, oh, we're blue. We're not even mm-hmm. t- intending to have his arrogance, but it's the, oh, I know what I'm doing. I've studied mm-hmm. for this. I've prepared for this. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Whereas then you got Red, the novice, like who might be novice in some of this stuff, but he's mm-hmm. got this earnest fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's got this earnest fire and passion. And in this case, mm-hmm. it's for Pokemon and not for Jesus, but there's right. there's correlating relations, um, as yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about more. But there's some really good stuff there. And yeah. again, that's something I know I've said to you and I've said to to Hector, that's something I love that like you guys do and Love Thy Nerd does, where we can see how there's all these biblical examples in these things that frankly probably aren't intending it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things we got that we can pick this up from and seek godly wisdom and encouragement from. So again, thank you for doing this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I don't have anything else. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I'm 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 at the end of my notes. Oh, okay. So. Um, the one thing, the thing I'd like to toss out is, mm-hmm. as I'm seeing some scriptural stuff, it's again love, and in the case, I noticed a lot of sacrificial love. Um, mm. throughout the show, I get the prime example being Marowak, uh, sending her like sending Cubone away. As much as we like to like imagine animals wouldn't do that when you think about animals in the real world like no they they don't have any yeah. concept of that like a parent a parent would be protective of their child but there's also stuff in the animal kingdom where it's like it there's also survival um mm-hmm. so it was that it was red actually like going out of his way to reunite uh cubone with its mom and once it realized what the ghost was it's like we don't need to battle and he's mm-hmm. not doing any of this for glory in the battle with um, Mewtwo and Charizard, like he sees Charizard falling and he jumps under. I know him. he like, goes right under, and I'm like, Ooh. "How are you not dead?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm fine." Yeah. I'm like, "You definitely have a cracked ribs." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if this right? was real life, you're dead. You are crushed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, and to give the as much as I'll poke fun at the long running kids show, like. They, they they do that stuff in there as well. In the first episode, mm-hmm. which has been recreated in a great uh, movie, Pokemon I Choose You, um, because the Japanese movies now are kind of in, not remaking territory, but abridged version territory, and it's interesting and good. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Ash would take a blow for Pikachu. Like, Ash did everything he could. Um charmander where if the flame goes out on the tail charmander's dead like he's doing everything mm. he can to keep it alive mm-hmm. and he later does it with his charizard who evolved too fast grew up too fast and resented ash um because he's like i'm too cool for you um which Charma- charizard was amazing so it's, it's kind of accurate um yeah. <laughs> but he wouldn't listen to ash and wow there's a correlation with kids growing up too fast and not listening to their parents um right? <laughs> oh my gosh uh it's just but it's it's something that's there where it's like the sacrificial love which mm-hmm. i wasn't even looking for it at first but then when i'm catching catching it i'm catching it a lot and it's like that's something we sometimes have issues doing for people and in yeah. this show this character just self selflessly does stuff for people and pokemon which mm-hmm. 
for us, it's like we're you're, you're a cat owner. I know how much you'll set, like you'll you'll do whatever you can to take care of your kitty, uh, just like I will. Speaking for, of exactly, um, <laughs> just like for for us with Luna. But at the same point, like it's it's a Pokemon that's not his. It's just Pokemon mm-hmm. and animals in general. He has this love where it's like this dude is modeling love and also like sacrificing potentially financial gain. Uh, sacrifice mm-hmm. it like he's dealing with people who throw people down the stairs. They might not. They might not just be like, "Oh shoot, you beat me." Um, yeah. Like he's there's a lot there where I'm like, "Dang!" Like I don't think you're going for any of this, but. There's some depth there, so there's yeah. there's a lot of good stuff um, in yeah. this show beyond just the oh hey here's a great callback to the Game Boy games and all that like there's, there's yeah. some deep matters yeah and it's it's funny because I come from you know I, I tried to train my mind you know with the Bible um, and the Bible tells us in Romans one that you know we all know that God exists, um, we are without excuse, um, and we're created in the image of God. So we, even in our fallen state, we reflect certain Mm -hmm. uh, attributes of God. And here we have a, uh, for lack of a better term, pagan um, people group, Japanese people. Absolutely. And they're writing these stories that are reflecting what the Bible defines is what, what love is. Love mm-hmm. is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Um, greater love has no man than this, than that he laid down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even, even in a pagan minded, uh, pagan, uh, sorry, uh, a pagan uh, ethnic group, they are reflecting the image of God in their storytelling by adding Absolutely. in these elements of sacrificial love and biblical love um so yeah really cool yeah. stuff absolutely absolutely and that, that, cool. that that's the extent <laughs> that's it yeah. yeah that is awesome yeah so listener i hope you enjoyed that um if you guys if you have any questions or uh comments or anything you can you can reach out to me at redeemedotaku at gmail.com i'd love to have a conversation with you and continue this conversation um I hope, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you, I hope you do that listener. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, now we're kind of wrapping things up. Um, (laughs) here's, uh, here's how I like to rate the, uh, the reviews that I have or the shows that I have. Mm -hmm. So is this a redeemed otaku masterpiece (laughs) or nah, (laughs) my rating Overall, very enjoyable. Made me want to break out my DS and play my, my play Platinum again. Um, <laughs> I would recommend this for any Pokemon enthusiast. Uh, and, it, and it can be enjoyed by any age group. Um, even though it kind of deals with that death with Marowak. I think that the sooner a child learns about that, the better. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it can be taught in a safe safe manner in in shows like this so um it gave us some good points of discussion in the theology segment which is always a bonus um and so my rating is that this has been the best episode we have ever done (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so how about some closing comments for you on the show? Any anything to add to that? Um I thought the show was was excellent. Um again, I'm not somebody who's super into anime, although the more I hear from you guys, the more I'm like, all right, I gotta check this out. Um mm-hmm. I gotta give it more of a shot. I'm at the point now where it's like it's similar to video games. If it's something where it's already based on something I have a love for, then definitely color me interested. But Mm -hmm. in this series in particular, I want more. Give me more. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the time with shows and stuff I like, as much as I want more, I'm also like, I don't know. For every great thing, there's a Batman and Robin like right around the corner or (laughs) Sam Raimi original three Spider-Man movies or whatever. Like there's, let's be cautious. Whereas this, I'm like, no, if you can do that again, give me more. Just get, I will be Homer with the, with the donut. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just like Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Origin all day. Um, yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, mm. I would, I, I, yeah, I think you can, you can be of any age group and you can be a Poke novice for this. Mm-hmm. There's the aesthetic of the show is great for people who did grow up with it, who mm-hmm. remember the games or the, like even the later games, because some of the stuff is still the same, but mm-hmm. It's a great gateway. It's stuff where if you've grown up with it, there's the deep cut references. If you're a kid, mm-hmm. the only thing might be like, oh, I thought they said their names instead of Roar. But there's mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff. And they're doing it and they're doing stuff in the death in a good way where it's not going to be as traumatic traumatic as Mufasa dying. Right. Because <laughs> oh, every, t- every time I see that, I'm like, yo. You start I'm, breaking out of tears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I, I, like Bambi's mom doesn't do the same thing for me because weirdly no. in the movie the rest of his his life gets a lot better after it I know that's not what they intended but like mm-hmm. two minutes later he's the prince of the woods he's got his yeah. girlfriend and everything's <laughs> kosher like yeah. it's like whoa I don't think you meant to do this but yeah. <laughs> with this it's like there's closure there's sadness it explores all those things well mm-hmm. um, <laughs> without the weird way I just put it um <laughs> <laughs> where yeah uh i i i i think we've nailed the the nailed the nail on the head here i can't i'm trying something, to figure out a pokemon way with it but i can't words nailed, anymore we nailed that coffin <laughs> shut <laughs> <laughs> or uh, no you don't nail a coughing but i can't figure out any more pokemon oh, puns. i'm trying <laughs> i'm trying uh, but i'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. Go check it out for sure if you haven't watched it. Um, Absolutely. All right. So, yeah. What do I What do I do next? What do I do next? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Join the Facebook group Reformed Anime Hub if you are interested in talking more about theology and anime. Um, or if you just want a safe group to talk about anime without all the junk, um, you can join us there. Uh, make sure you, when you do join, you fill out the questions and you can always put in there that I sent you. <laughs> all right. And again, you can email us at redeemedotaku at gmail.com and you can leave us a voicemail at 773-980-6088. All right, Chris, it is your turn. Where all can right. we find you? Plug anything you want to plug. You got, you got it. What, what you want? What you got? What I got. Uh, what you all got? right. So you can find, uh, you can find me on 
Instagram um, at 2099OCR. Uh, you can find One Cross Radio on Facebook. Um, the podcast is where most podcasts are, uh, with the exception of Lisbon, actually. Um, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Overcast. Um, I recently found Spotify, which I was like, oh, right on. That's awesome. Huh, cool. uh, yeah. Um, uh, you can always hit up the website, um, 2099OneCrossStreet at gmail.com. Uh, or sorry, uh, that's the email, actually. Uh, okay. So you can find us there. But the website is 2099OneCrossStreet.com. Uh, comments are disabled there right now. So if you want to drop me a comment, please do. Hit up the email. That'd be great. Or if you comment on the Facebook page or anything, I'm happy to get back to you because I love the dialogue. It's it's a lot of fun. Actually, through comments yep. is how this happened. Like uh, yep. us interacting over Instagram. And then yep. it's been so much fun. And <laughs> I, I'm going to put up an invitation now. I would love to have you on on one cross radio sometime oh awesome i would love to to be there with you so yeah awesome excellent sweet we'll and we'll definitely happen. we'll definitely uh have you back on the show oh i'd love it we'd, it we'd welcome been, you back on the show yeah. thank you it has been such a blast i've never been a guest and this has been so much fun <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming on the show no problem thank you for having me <laughs> and thank you so much for all your thoughts and <laughs> it was awesome i loved it awesome. and thank you to all of our listeners for listening, because I tend to forget that I'm doing this for people to actually listen to. So I must thank the listeners yeah. who are listening to the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all I had. Um, until next time, redeem your love for anime by turning back to the truth found only in God's word. Say goodbye, Chris. Peace out. Take care. <laughs> 